what is the name of our show? <laughs> Consider Yourself Hugged. Yes. Welcome back to Consider Yourself Hugged, episode 75. I'm Tammy. And I'm Michelle. And we are, this is technically part, I don't know, what do we call it? Part four of part two of a part series. Because <laughs> we started doing the four-part series on mind, body, spirit, and relationships, right? Yes. Yeah. And then we did, we were doing a four-part follow-up with, um, with experts. And we decided for the mind, we were actually going to go back to us and us as the experts, right? We're the experts? Sort of. Yes. 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 Something like that. Um, So, and the reason, so if you are on the Stress Club page, which by the way, remember that the Stress Club page changes Tuesday to consider yourself to have a place for women, which is so exciting. Um, But someone in that group had sent a private message to me a few days ago, and they were just, the message was sort of self-reflective and generated a little bit of a conversation um, between Michelle and me. Um, they were talking about another another thread um, that they were involved in, and the thread was supposed to focus on uh, just, I don't even remember, it was something like inspirational, something inspiration for women, or um, I can't remember what the details were, but there was a post um, from a woman that she barely knew. She knew her a little bit, but not much. And the post, instead of being about other people and being um, just focused on the women who were part of that thread, it became all about that person who was posting. So it was me and me, and it just became what seemed like very self-serving. Um, is that the way I explained it? Does that sound right? Yes. That's okay. the way you explained it to me. Yeah. Yeah. It was really intriguing because then I talked to Michelle because the the woman said that she was like, the thing that was weird for her is she started thinking about it and thought, well, so what, you know, like, why does this bother me? Like it's not affecting my life, but it was just, um, in the word that we came up with when, cause I thought it was very interesting in light of Michelle and I getting ready to talk about the mind and Michelle said, well, it sounds like that person was triggered. And so Anyway, I'll let you kind of take it from there for a minute. But Michelle was like, maybe we should talk about emotional triggers. And I thought that was a really great idea. Yeah. And I think that like that really affects everyone. I mean, like we all have something like as women, Mm -hmm. we are emotional. We all have things that we know, like kind of raise the, raise our feathers a little bit. And so kind of looking at what are some things and I started thinking about what are some things that are like emotional triggers for me? And then Tammy and I got to talking about like things that are emotional triggers for us and like, why? And like, some of them aren't a problem at all. They're, they're not even like worth really looking at. Like I um, hate having dishes in the sink in the kitchen. It's been my job since I was like five years old to do the dishes in my house. Like always five five like super 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 young I've been doing the dishes so for me I hate having dishes in the sink but it's not a huge deal you know every once in a while I need to be going somewhere and I'll like unload the dishwasher and do the dishes just because I hate having them in there but it's not a huge deal versus other things that I have to really pay attention to because they could really do some damage if I'm not super aware of them you know I thought was interesting too so and back to the stress club page so we put the question out there, Michelle did, um, what are some things that are triggers for you? Do you remember how you worded it? 
I'm, I'm going to pull it up. You don't have it right there, do you? Mm -mm. Some things that are emotional triggers that you know bother you more than you would like. That's what it was, right? Share one thing you consider emotional trigger for you. You know that thing that bothers you more than you would like. And I think when we talked about it and when you post it, I just, I think I automatically defaulted to that everybody would see that question in the same way, meaning people triggers, you know, like this drives me crazy when this person or this, right. But the, po the, the responses to the post, which by the way, we will share, we'll put some of those in the show notes and Michelle has got them all kind of written down, I think to talk about, but it wasn't just about emotional things. It was other things too. Like you just said, the dishes. I probably would have never thought of that as an emotional trigger, but it is. Yeah. There's a reason for it. Yeah. It has been my job forever. Yeah. And yeah. I, I absolutely have gotten in trouble in my life for there being dishes in the sink. So it's just one of my things. Yeah. Hmm. So we put the, the questions out there and what, I mean, what did you think about the responses? I think they were like amazing responses. I think everybody was very, um, honest and vulnerable and we got some great responses like very varied responses what did you think i i yeah I, that's i really was struck by the fact that sometimes it was and i'll just like everything from being lied to to um um acting like you're okay when you're not but then it was also when things things are unexpected or when I am not doing as good a job as I, I mean, it was just, it was just varied. And I could look at some of those and think, well, that wouldn't bother me at all, or that wouldn't bother me at all. So it's, it is specific to the person. Right. I think so. Absolutely. Yeah. And you didn't post. No, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't post, but definitely, like I mentioned that one, and I've, I've mentioned on this podcast several times that like shame, like being let's shamed. Start, let's start with you. Okay. All right. So I've mentioned the dishes one. So that's kind of one that not really a big deal. The one about that I've mentioned before about like feeling triggered when someone is trying to shame me into doing something. Mm -hmm. and, and it's something I really have to watch because there are times when what they're trying to get me to do would be a good thing and but my immediate reaction to it is no absolutely absolutely and like I know where it it comes from and we have um talked about it before but I'll share here and it's kind of like um um it's something that's like a little deeper than the um dishes story but at one point in my life I had to testify um, about a, phys a physical and sexual assault, mm -hmm. which if you've ever had to do that, my heart completely goes out to you because the other party's attorneys, like their job mm -hmm. is to make you look bad. Their job, even if there's like documented evidence, is to shame you and to try to make their client look in a better light. And mm -hmm. so that's really hard. And, um, there's, there's women out there who are going to need to hear you say that, even though that's not what, you know, the whole session is about just seeing where you are and the fact that you're able to support them and bring it up is a big deal. So I appreciate yeah. you being vulnerable. Oh, well, well, thank you. Cause it's, it is a, a very much, it's a tough thing. I think that as women, like it's, 
I think it's important to support one another in that because you hear so many people be like, you know, why didn't they come forward sooner? Why didn't even like, like I said, like even with documented evidence, I that that process was still like they did everything they could to try to shame me, you know, make me look bad. And it was a, a really devastating experience. And it, it happened a while ago, but it's still like thinking back isn't easy. And so that whole process of like feeling shamed or like being shamed, it is something that like I pick up on pretty quickly. Like even if it's mild, like I pick up on it now pretty quickly and have to really um, be aware of it. And another example of why um, it's still relevant today, we were talking about vaccines, like the COVID that's vaccine. What, that's yeah. what we talked about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so like I work in healthcare, so I had the opportunity to get that vaccine really early. And so I wasn't sure at first. I did a lot of my own research, lots and lots of research to decide whether I was gonna get it or not. And I eventually did get it. But the fact that in doing that research, I came across information on both sides, mostly videos, of people who were trying to shame people into getting it and people who were trying to shame people into not getting it. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of had to notice how I responded to the message and the way that, that information was delivered. And so that's just kind of one example, but I've noticed it in my life in other areas that like, if someone is trying to shame me, like I have to really separate that from, yeah, I've got to separate it from what the information is and make the decision based on information and not the delivery. Well, we wrote, uh, and I'm so sorry you went through that. And I, I didn't remember the details. I mean, you and I've talked, of course, we've been friends for a long time. Um, but when I hear, when I hear, when we come back to that conversation again, it always breaks my heart that you had to go through it. But I'm also glad that you're able to be, you know, a support for, for other women. So for that, I'm grateful. And we both, what we did was, and we'll talk about some of the, these other scenarios too, but what if we just kind of look at, I wrote down a few notes and you wrote down a few notes because it would be fine for us to just sit here and talk about all the things that trigger us, but it's not so great if we don't have some sort of plan. Right. It's not helpful. Right. It's not helpful at all. It's right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, so I don't know what you wrote down. Do you want me to, you have both of our notes so we could sort of quickly sort of walk through this with you and then, okay. then maybe I'll just quickly share mine and just zip quit and then just maybe pick a few others. I, Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so like your first question, do you want it to stop? Which is kind of like, is it a problem? This, like with the shame, it can be. It can be if I'm not like paying attention to like the overall information. Like and I, and I, I told you when you told, when you, because when, all I did, by the way, is send Michelle my notes um, on this and then she has her notes and stuff. So she wasn't in my mind when I put, do you want it to stop? Um, but I will tell you kind of where I was. I think you always come out being so much more compassionate than I do. <laughs> true. Because here, well, here's one thing I, I just want women to just think about too. When it, when I say to, so do you want it to stop? Absolutely. A, a part of that is, is it really a problem or is it just something you've noticed and it doesn't really affect your life? Um, but I also want you to think about when I say, do you want it to stop? If it's some other kind of a trigger, like someone at work who 
is always talking and and that sort of just makes you want to explode or so what i mean sometimes by do you want it to stop also relates to um number two what are you gaining from it sometimes we don't realize that when we talk about triggers because trigger has become sort of a buzzword sort of a catch-all word like oh this triggers me, and this triggers yeah. me and i'm triggered so is it do you want it to stop or is it something that you're gaining something from is it that you're bonding with other people over it is it become part of your identity because if we don't if, if something is triggering us and it truly either is not a problem, you just mentioned it, well, then you probably don't need to do anything. But then maybe you don't want it to stop because you're getting some benefit from it. So that right. sounds mean, but you see what I'm not with your shame. <laughs> but no, I completely understand. Like there's a lot of different. <laughs> not with your shame, but with there's a lot of different triggers. But the reality is like it, it could definitely be a problem if I just automatically said no based on a reaction I do think I mean for anyone if somebody's trying to shame you and to do something you should ask some questions I mean that's not an effective it's not an effective strategy to try to convince someone to do something so so yeah and I mean I don't want to be completely unaware of it but at the same time like it it could cause some problems and like with any emotional trigger like you were saying if, if someone does consider it a major problem If there are things that are missing, that you're missing up in your life or things that are not going the way you want, I guess is the better way to say it, then it's definitely a good question. Yeah. Yeah. And then what do you, I mean, with the shame, so if, what are you gaining from it? Um, The, the trigger is probably self-preservation, right? Or just, I don't know. Well, I mean, what a, what a good question. I'd never really thought about it before. But what am I gaining from telling someone no that's trying to shame me? I mean, it's power, right? It's control. So, like, if someone's trying to shame me and I automatically tell them no, then you won. Right. I mean, so I had never really thought about it, but I'm sure that's why. Like, that's my initial Hmm. reaction is not to give that person whatever it was that they were trying to get. Well, let's go. That goes with number three. Is it person dependent? Like, do you feel like you would have more uh, like a deeper reaction depending on who it is? Or maybe maybe we should expand that to say, is it person dependent or situation dependent? Or does it happen all the time? It's it's probably like dependent on the delivery. I mean, like there are people that I'm friends with that are pretty like sarcastic and I see the humor in it. And so that's not like a... A thing but I think it probably is like dependent on the, the situation and what I think that person's motive is yeah and you need to you know you out there listening in the world just be thinking um by the way I'm sitting back in my closet Michelle's sitting in her car because we couldn't get together we had to do by zoom and I feel like I have my feet rubbing all over the carpet so I'm sorry if you're hearing background noise <laughs> but I did miss my closet um be be processing your situation too I mean don't just be thinking about like think about your answer to these questions you know and we'll put them in the show notes too so you can look at that and work through it um situation or okay number four um what's the downside like if you were like okay i'm gonna really work on this and just not be triggered by it anymore sometimes we don't make changes because there's a downside to making there may not be here but i don't know is that a is that a valid question for your situation um 
I mean, yeah, I think that the there's not really a a downside to not being triggered as long as I'm still aware. Mm. You know, as long as I'm still aware, there's not a downside. There's not a downside to like a negative or emotional reaction on my part, me not having that. But as long as I'm still aware to look at things for how it is. And make choices based on what the you information. want. Or what, yeah. 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 What I think is best, yeah. Okay. Five and six go together. So when, um, when something happens like that, do you know what the, the emotion is and what the thought mm -hmm. is that's going on when it happens? It's usually anger. <laughs> it's usually anger, like straight out. Adrenaline. Yeah. And that? I don't, there's not really, it's anger. It's not really a thought. Just no. The thoughts. <laughs> no. <laughs> so that's the thought, right? Yeah. yeah. No, but no, maybe but... all those little, um, exclam all those, you know, when somebody's trying to write a cuss word. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> the right. Pound symbol asterisk. No. <clears throat> um, okay. Then I think the last two, and then you tell me what you had is, is sort of, okay, well then process it, think through it. What's the thought? What's the emotion? What's the downside? Why am I, not? and then if you're trying to look at making a change, think of someone who doesn't get triggered in what they do, and then maybe practice on some low risk things with a friend there to support you. I mean, what do you think about those things? Do they make sense? Yeah, I think absolutely. I mean, because, you know, I think it's always good to look at someone who, who has been through something similar, who maybe is further ahead in um, processing that or, you know, recovering from that, whatever it is, whatever term you want to use, like looking at them. Because I think in the end, what we all want is freedom from whatever it is that's causing us discomfort. I mean, we all want freedom from it. So freedom think, from that emotional pain. Nobody wants that. Right. No, absolutely not. Nobody wants um, to feel that. So I think finding someone who has worked through that and has that freedom. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I used to suffer severely with perfectionism. And the biggest thing that I suffered with was perfectionism with my house. Because, you know, and many people know, you know, that I grew up my mom was a terrible hoarder and not the kind of hoarder who collects things, the kind of hoarder who has filth. And so I just, we grew up as just the filth, the neighborhood filth. And so my perfectionism was just awful with my house. And there was a woman, um, we would go to their house and they have very, you know, very, very lovely, large, wonderful house. And it was clean. I mean, don't get me wrong, but they had four boys and it was the most lived in house. There was stuff on the counters. There was, right, yeah. I always thought about her. If I started to feel like I needed people to think my house was perfect. And, and she was so like gracious and people loved her. And she would say, oh, don't worry if you spill that or no, we'll clean that up. Just no, don't take your dishes. You could, it was amazing. And so as I was trying to make the change, I thought of her. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good example. You know, how people loved her. So, and I, and when I say practice with a friend, I, I don't, I just mean maybe have a friend with you. And if they, if you know, you're going into a situation like that and they could, you know, just kind of help you work through that and see how you respond and let you talk through it like quickly. So you, we can start to make some changes. That makes sense. Like when I first read, I'm like, it's like, you know, you, you want to shame me. 
I will shame you and then you and then I respond. <laughs> yes, we'll role play. I will help you, Michelle. No. No, that's a good idea. I mean, the if you have a situation upcoming that you know, maybe it could be a work or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, just have, maybe we should, maybe it's even just have the support of a friend, someone you can talk through with those things, which is always important, especially for women. Yeah. I think. yeah. What else do you have? Well, now I think it's time for you to share your trigger and then we can work through these questions with you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think my trigger, just like you've talked about shame before, I think I've talked about this before, but I did post it about being bossed around, um, you know, and Michelle, both of us haven't gone through so many years of therapy. I don't know that we even hardly need therapy anymore because we can sit down and go, I mean, I love therapy, but it can be like, okay, figure it out. You've been, you know, I do not like to be told what to do. And it's just like ridiculous because people have to be told what to do in the world. Um, But it, and it has caused a problem. When I used to work, I was in high school. And then I think for the first two years out of high school, I worked for a doctor and I, I just remember this scenario of, of many, but they hired a woman to come in and work in the office. And I was like, you know, 18, 19 years old. And so they hired this, this woman who's much older than me. And she was old enough to be my mother to work in the office. And she would give me directions on stuff. And I mean, I would just like red faced, get so angry that this woman, and it wasn't like she was um being nasty bossy she was just like you know take this chart to the back or and i would be like in my head you know take this chart to the back you are not and i would get angry and i wouldn't speak to people i was such a brat but i i know where it comes from i mean you know when you're 10 11 years old and you have to basically become the adult in your house yeah um take care of your mother take care of your house try to go to school, try to keep things clean, try to cook, keep your mother on track, then you become an adult. And so to not be, tr- it, it felt wrong to be treated like anything other than an adult. Cause I had felt been felt like I was an adult since I was 10 years old. Who had made all, all the decisions. Yeah. 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 I mean, we really didn't have any rules. My mom never really, you know, disciplined us or made us behave i mean we were both good but whatever good means that's a whole nother podcast but um anyway so that's 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 it that's my trigger don't tell me what to do all right go okay and so like you really already answered that is a problem you said it at times in your life you feel like it has been yeah yeah i mean it's still like you and maybe we we should have said what we mean by by trigger it means that it happened something happens and boom that emotional does everybody know what we mean by trigger do you think i guess they do right yeah some sort of emotion yeah some sort of and it can be varying degrees i think we meant yeah and yeah. and so are you gaining anything from it do you feel like there have been positives that have come from it you know what i think part of the reason that maybe I haven't really felt like it's something that I needed to stop is it kind of does give you a sense of um, maybe power is the word, like you said, like Mm -hmm. nobody's going to tell me what to do um, because I'm smart enough to already know everything. So 
gaining something from it, meaning keeping that wall up where it's because it, it also overflows. And I've talked about this before into not accepting criticism. Well, you know, which is kind of a form of somebody knows more than I do. So the gaining thing, I think, is just thinking on some level that it somehow makes me smarter or better. That's not true. But I think that's maybe what I think I'm gaining from it. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Is it person dependent? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think the more, um, I think the closer, you know, if I'm just somewhere and somebody tells me what to do, maybe in a doctor's office that I don't know very well, it's mildly triggering, mildly annoying. But if it's someone that I'm very close to, it can definitely be probably because the risk is greater, right? Yes. Yeah. You yeah. know, so yeah, it's definitely person dependent. So, all right, I'm ready. Keep going. What would the downside to not being triggered be? I would have to let people tell me what to do. <laughs> You're not listening. <laughs> really? Right. Okay. Okay. So I'm it's like, to tell you what to do. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, if, if I didn't get triggered and I just let it be okay, then it would mean that maybe I don't know everything or that other people are allowed to be in a position of, of authority over me. <gasps> Scary stuff. Yeah. So you feel like it like hinders independence. What do you mean? Like, do you feel like it, like if, if someone else, like, does it, you feel like it affects your, your uh... feeling of independence? Or no, if I have to be sort of like, what's the word? Not beholden. If I have to be responsible to, re yeah, maybe. Oh, that's good. Yeah. I just want to be completely independent and be able to do everything without having anybody there to tell me or yeah, that's probably it. All right. Cause you've like done that since you said like 10 or 11. Well, I mean, that's, I think when it started. Yeah. Yeah, probably, you know? Yeah. Don't tell me what to do. Yeah. What's the feeling and the thoughts that go along with it? Hmm. I should have thought this through. The emotion is probably, you know what? It might be fear. Like the fear, if somebody has to tell me what to do, it indicates that I don't know. Maybe. Um, and the thought, hmm, let me think. The thought might even be, who do you think you are? Yeah. How dare you tell me what to do? Yeah. Kind of that I'm okay just as I am, like that type of thought. Well, I am. Okay. <laughs> well, I, well, I wasn't saying that you weren't. <laughs> you know what? I hope though, this is fun really going back and forth like this because I wrote the questions, but I didn't necessarily try to answer them. And mm -hmm. so when you're asking me, and I hope the same thing happened to you, I hope that everybody else, if they're thinking of their own situation, really are thinking because that's where the change happens yeah in your mind because we're talking about the mind okay what do we have left and um, think of someone you respect that doesn't get triggered and then are there situations that you could practice like an upcoming situation you could practice with a friend yeah that would be that would be you i don't think i've ever seen you get you know even when we're together i don't know that i've ever told you what to do or whatever but if yeah you don't I don't, you don't, do you? Not usually. No, not unless you're trying to shame me. No, <laughs> I'm not trying to shame you. 
<laughs> no, but no, I mean, I'm generally, that's generally not my, one of my triggers now. Hmm. Which is so good too, that we're able to, to realize that it's different for us. Um, and it's fun for me to look at somebody who doesn't and realize it's okay that I don't have to be triggered by that, that it's, it's okay, you know, cause that's giving somebody else power. And when people are shaming you, that's giving them power. Yeah. yeah. And it's like ordinarily, which, you know, the fact that shame is a trigger ordinarily when someone is, is giving me um, information, whether it be positive or negative criticism, you know, I can kind of usually say, okay, I'm going to look at what they're saying, see what I think of it is true that I should act on, what of it that's not, and then kind of like set that aside unless there's like shame associated with it. So, I mean, it's, yeah. I think that, you know, triggers are different based on kind of what we, what we've been through. What do you think about the, the private message that I got? Because I think that that that's a common trigger in more of a broad category, like someone perceiving that someone else is being self-serving. Um, what do you think about that? Like, why do you think that that is a trigger? And I'm trying to go to the Facebook page too. You have them written down, but I want to see some of the yeah. other ones. I think it's it's hard to to know without knowing like all about that person's story. Ooh. I mean, it, it's easy to say one thing or another. It's easy to say like, well, maybe they have, you know, unfortunately had a lot of people in their life that was supposed to be more for them, but that person was more self-serving, but it's, it's really hard to know because there's so many different circumstances that can. Yeah. And we didn't get into a, a long conversation about that. Um, well, what about some of these on the page? We should, we probably have what, five, seven minutes or so left to. Did you, what did you write down about some of these on the page? Well, I think one of the things I noticed that um, I'd mentioned to you earlier is I think that like um, kind of looking at them and, and kind of it's hard to know without asking each person individually whether they were something that was bothersome to them or not. Um, one person put, when I see injustice or a sense of danger, which isn't necessarily like a bad thing, um, like if you see injustice and you find yourself, you know, acting on it and getting arrested all the time. That's one, <laughs> that's one issue. But if it's really more just, you yeah. know, being someone that like fights injustice and is, is pretty well aware of dangerous situations, that's not necessarily uh, a bad thing. Would you think? No. And I wonder too, like to what degree, like if, so let's talk about again about the injustice one. Um, and there are several women on here who I know. So it's, it's hard for me at this point to separate the person, you know, from what they wrote is right. if I don't know their history, but with the injustice, um, maybe part of looking at the emotional triggers is what you said, like, to what degree does this trigger you? And if you see an injustice, if it triggers you to try to help in some way, then that's a benefit. So maybe this is not one that you want to go away it's just you're telling us this is a trigger because you want to help people but also i just thought of you know this has nothing to do with um like i don't know most any of the people that that posted but like you know having had a friend who i know 
has shared with me before, like that she would see injustices, things she was really upset about on social media and would just really fixate on them and didn't really have an outlet to do anything positive about them, but would spend lots of emotional energy worrying and stressing. Mm -hmm. And, and so I guess that could be another avenue where if it's taken up a lot of like emotional energy and so forth. Mm. Yes, that's a good point. Um, social media seems to do that. Um, I see someone who is feeling inadequate, like not doing enough or not doing it right. And I'm going to forbid that person from feeling that way. So, <laughs> but I mean, like that's, that's probably something that I'm, and I'm always going to be the person who asks myself this question, like, well, am I inadequate? Am I not doing enough? Am I not doing things right? But I don't think that's probably the case because if you're not, if you're voicing it, then my assumption, it might be wrong is that you've, you've, you're trying, you know, you like, you feel like you're trying and you're putting unrealistic un expectations on yourself. I think that like one thing in reading all of these that I would say, because I don't, I think it's sometimes a struggle for women, like, you know, show yourself compassion mm, and, please. you know, and, you know, like in terms of like self-love, compassion, go easy on your, yourself. Like, even if these are triggers, you know, most of the time a trigger comes from something and be kind to yourself in regard that you probably went through something. Yes. And <clears throat> yeah. I mean, I, it is important. You don't going to therapy is great, but there are some things you can do on your own without going. And that's to take some time and really think deeply. Cause as we're talking about the mind, I think most people don't take time to stop and really think about why they're thinking what they're thinking, why they're feeling what they're feeling. And it's not to try to find an excuse. We've all had stuff happen to us in life, but a reason at least helps you frame it. Well, and even if you think about like, do we talk to ourselves the way we would talk to like our children? Like when we are trying to like help them get through something or a pain or, you know, when I say a pain from a situation or a hurt from school, like we're, you know, could be very compassionate and talking through that with them. And then we're very hard on ourselves. So, and so, yeah. So like just trying to develop a practice to be as kind to yourself as you talk through things as you are with others unless you're not kind to others then that's that's true <laughs> Don't do that. uh, <laughs> I, I love the advice that you give i you know we haven't like addressed every single one of these um we should probably just just in case you're not on the facebook page but we hope that you are um we have everything from so mine was being bossed around michelle's is not on here but shaming um, when someone lies to me or about me, not doing enough, feeling inadequate, um, hearing someone talk about how much she loves her mother or how close they are. Um, I think when people shrug off invisible illness, when someone belittles me, when I have time set aside and something unexpected comes up, when someone gives me advice that I just didn't ask for, I paraphrase that. And I also put in the attitude. Um, when people realize you just can't get over some things that have been done to you because it hurts to the bone injustice we talked about. And when people tell me how I feel or how I am supposed to feel. That, uh, 
we were talking just the other day about a quote. Do you remember that Henry Cloud quote? Kind of what you shared and some of the others, like the uh, when someone starts a sentence with you should, your choices are being diminished. So you, Dr. Henry Cloud posted that. Yeah. You said that to me, didn't you? Or did you post I did. No, I sent it to you. I guess I could post it. I don't know why I don't post stuff, but I, I could post it. But like it's post it, please. Yes. <laughs> oh, you crack me up. Just mid sentence. I sent it to you. I don't know why I don't post. I don't know. I'm like, I'm not like I sent it to you to see if you want to post it, not because I'm trying to tell you what to do. <laughs> well, I think I'm trying to think of a way to shame you, but I don't even know how to do that. So I'll I'll practice. <laughs> You're but that's true that that fits up when you if you start a yes let's put that in the show notes too so i'll mm-hmm. take it from what yeah. you sent me and we'll stick it in there okay when someone starts a sentence with you should your choices are being diminished that's really good and who's dr. The henry, dr henry cloud do i know him it's, i believe he's the boundaries oh boundaries guy yeah okay i didn't remember well okay well what do you think have we changed the world no but oh god (laughs) have we changed our little small fragment of the world i think we changed maybe a little okay like maybe five people we're just here to help yeah we're just here to help just here to help and hey just as a plug next week yes next week we are so excited that um we have a special guest to has lost like 130 pounds in a year so amazing yeah so we'll we'll post some little previews or snippets or something maybe some pictures of her all right so are we done yes and like we definitely always want your feedback if you have criticisms send them to me send them to michelle (laughs) (laughs) and Uh, if you want to say something shaming send it to tammy i can take it (laughs) Oh, gosh. Thanks for putting that out there to the universe, Michelle. I appreciate it. Oh, I love you so much. I love you too. We had fun spending time with you. So I guess we're going to wrap it up and just say thanks for being here. Um, Go to, uh, we're still going to go ahead and and post the show notes on TammyWest.com. So the link will be, will be, um, will be somewhere for you to go there it's the same as it is every week you know where to go so we really would love it though if you would subscribe comment download all of that helps so much like on itunes and stitcher and spotify and all those places invite your friends to join us Um, send us questions or ideas that you have for future episodes and just encourage comment love on each other and just keep growing with us and we thank you so much and until we're together next time Consider yourself. <laughs> <laughs>